All righty, Kendra Murphy, thank you so much for coming back. Thank Welcome. you for having me. Welcome to Laura's World, the podcast. Thank you. I'm and, excited to be here. Well, last time you were here, we were talking about how there are many boxes. And while I've not completed all of my visions, it is much more together than um, I think what you saw. <laughs> it's very together. It looks beautiful. Oh. You've done such a good job. I was just thinking sitting here, you've sourced so many beautiful paintings. Well, I cannot take credit for that. Much of this that you see is from my grandmother and or grandmothers. And oh. then beyond that, I have sourced um, pieces from estate sales, consignment stores, antique shops, you know, Love it. anywhere I can get my, my paws into. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Such I'm a trying good job. to look around. So cozy. Value Village, Salvation Army, you know, they're from all over the place, these so pieces. Good. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, I mean, and I take that, I take that compliment highly coming from you. Um, you have such an attuned eye to things that I really love myself. So in general, you have such a refined eye, but oh, I think you. that, you know, I love most of the things that you share are just so on point with mm -hmm. my, um, design aesthetic. Yeah. So I love to see all of the things that you share because you cure, you curate it so well. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's funny. I, as soon as I saw your work, yeah. like when, especially in, in Toronto, like when I first discovered it, um, I felt the same way. I was oh. like, oh, this is so beautiful. Thank you so <laughs> <Immediate>. much. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, when it comes to your own home, it's so fun. The opportunities you've got to explore in Definitely. a fuller way sometimes too, than you can even with clients as much as, you know, you can have the most incredible clients and sometimes they will really, you know, entrust in you to take over the vision and mm -hmm. just go crazy. But when it's your own space, it's so much more personal and it's fun to get to just, you know, just have that self basically explode through the walls. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I think it's a, it's such a fun part of doing your own house. Like I, I think I said this when I was here last time, yeah. that sometimes it feels like, I think most designers probably feel like this, like you're your own pickiest client in yeah. some ways. But I think the upside to that is you have free reign. Yes. You can, I think a lot of designers homes end up becoming um, kind of a trial Absolutely. Ground, like a yeah, laboratory. For and sure. And I think that's so fun. Like you can try out new things that you have had in your mind, things that are just kind of stuck up there and you yes. want to release into the world. Well, and I think that is sometimes my problem is that because I have uh, free reign and it is my laboratory, yep. sometimes I don't know where to rein it in and I go cuckoo. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And so yeah. then I go, well, I've done this. So maybe I should do this. And, mm. you know, you keep going and going and going till you've committed so hard that you're, you're too far gone. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. No, I, I get that too. And I think it is nice having like my partner and I, I feel right. like we do a lot of discussion about what the house is. Houses, des houses design will be like, yes. and he's not one of those people who's like, oh, I don't care, do whatever you want. <laughs> like he does care too. So it's a nice kind of collaboration in that way. That is so interesting. So how did Levin, 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 yeah. can't forget that name. How does Levin weigh into the experience? We definitely, um, I would say I come up with the 
scheme scheme yep the yeah like you present to him basically almost. yeah yeah and I really enjoy that because it helps yeah. me to get my thoughts in order right and to be very intentional about yeah. what I'm what I want to do yeah and um and it also sometimes helps me to like check what I'm thinking of yes. to have his feedback yes um I yeah I like that part and it's a good, good right. collaboration yeah like a filtration almost yeah totally yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's really helpful to be able to, you know, kind of assign an overarching theme to the spaces or the home mm-hmm. and that you can always filter the ideas through just so you stay on course. And um, I think particularly me, I was mentioning the other day that I really like to almost create a character that yeah. I develop around the space. And so whenever I'm thinking of the home or the client, it's almost like a character. What would that, would that character actually do that with that character work in this way and would they actually have that object for you know when it gets very granular down to the sourcing of it all and it kind of helps me really kind of think through when I'm stuck in a space that's so cool I love that yeah that's interesting it's true because it it does help you to kind of direct your thoughts and I think especially if you do have pull from a lot of references and you're inspired by a lot of different types of design yes it can help you to rein, rein in your thoughts yeah. too. Yeah, because there, you know, especially when the client does start weighing in, there can be yeah. a moment where you go off course for a second and sure. go, wait a second, we're switching gears, we were doing this. And yeah. so I think kind of reestablishing what that is yeah, is definitely. really helpful. Yeah. Um, so I specifically really wanted to talk about your recent travels. Oh, yeah. I myself am an Anglophile. You are, yes. Yes, I love all <laughs> things English. Yeah. Um, have you always been? Can you recall for far back in in your lifetime when you yeah. first discovered English <laughs> lifestyle and interiors? Yeah, yeah I am. Um, I I can't um think of the exact moment, but I think that <laughs> Hugh Grant. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I definitely like I've traveled in and around that area a decent amount. Yeah. I feel like I've probably just scratched the surface really. Yeah. But um but I definitely I, I've always liked to pull from various references and I yes. think having kind of the background often of what ends up filtering its way over to North America, um, whether that is in Europe or the UK or different different parts of the world. But I think um for me, I really love the history that comes with British design and British decorating. Yeah. There's such a like storied past with decorating there yes. that North America just maybe maybe some parts, but most of North America just yeah. doesn't have that level of history or time yet. Yeah. We just, we don't have the time. Yeah, we're, we're very young here. Yeah. 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 So I really love that. And I think um, I've always been drawn to design from other parts of the world in general because yeah. of that reason. And yeah. there's a patina that just, I think we all aspire to here, but, yes. but, um, well, we comes do naturally. Not we everybody. Do. You're right. Yeah. Not yeah. everyone. <laughs> no. True. Um, but that's something I've always loved. And so I think, I've been probably naturally drawn to parts of the world where that's more accessible and there is more of that to be seen. Yes. I think it's been probably the last few years when I've gotten deeper into history of design and decorating that England especially has been really interesting. I think they even more so have a history of decoration that is really cool. And um, some brands that have been around for so long and designers and 
I think that's really fun. And I've loved to delve into that. And um, yeah, a couple of my recent trips have been kind of focused on that. I love that. I think there's such a romanticism to this kind of design. It is so storied. It is so layered. And it's been also really fun, I think, to see how some of the modern design houses have taken that tradition and they've really brought it up to today's standard. So it's not necessarily, I think, when people, you know, sometimes reference English design, they might think lots of wood pieces and um, very brown and, you know, exclusively. And without thinking about all of the cheery pops of color and the florals and all of the print, it's yeah. it's so bold and lively. But I don't think people, when you necessarily say if they're not really that um, well-versed in design, they'll associate it to what we do. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I think especially right now there is... Um, I feel like the pendulum has swung Agreed. away from this very like... Um, minimal, yeah, like hyper-modern. Thank God, yeah, right, honestly. Yeah. yeah, it's much cozier yeah. and more dynamic I can now. appreciate it, but me not too. for me. Sure, uh-huh. and I think there's room for everything. Yes. I think it's nice that now we've seen more variety at least. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the last few years and COVID and people being at home, there's just more maybe just more difference, I guess. And right. that's really cool to see. Oh God, I love it. And it's amazing how, you know, you will discover an account or a, um, mm-hmm. a company or designer that has been around forever. And I'm discovering people almost daily that I'm yeah. going, how did I not know? And it's just a wealth of inspiration and yeah. a different twist on tradition. And I absolutely yeah. love that. And I just, I just find that it's, truly like there's no boundaries of how you can do this. There are so many incredible ways people are taking this design style and interpreting it. Yeah, for sure. I think you're right. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think, I I wonder if that's part of it too, that with social media, there's just more exposure to Mm. lots of different styles and different designers. Yeah. And maybe that increases the appetite of everyone to do things that, that have more variety. Well, and I would hope so. And, but then I do kind of wonder, um, I do think you and I are more on the hunt for things like this. So it's on our radar. And so if you're not looking for it though, I don't know if people would necessarily, even looking through the pages of, you know, some of the national magazines, um, not including architectural digest or house beautiful, but I think that it is still something that is trickling down into, you know, the masses. I don't think they totally have adjusted necessarily to all of the pleating and the ruching (laughs) and the, you know, um, cafe curtains and right. More detail. Yeah, Yeah. That is, I think still something that people are digesting or bringing up to me, even as a new idea. And I'm thinking, Uh, this is, this is a staple that's been around for a long time, but it is traditional. And I don't think you've been aware of it. Yeah. That's, that's such a good point. And I think, I think you're right that social media has like a, it's like a two-sided coin in some, I think, I think for a lot of people, it becomes, uh, an echo chamber where you, you become in a bubble. You really only see more of what you're already seeing. Right. And I always forget too, that most people aren't only following the design community. Which is basically (laughs) only what I follow. Me too. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So it's, it's, um, you're right. Like 
designers, I think are constantly looking for yeah. new references and yes. new um, inspiration. And just, I think we all love the research and the inspiration and the history. Yes. Of course, that's that's probably industry specific. It's yeah. not everybody. However, yeah. I am thinking, because I am seeing people that are a little bit more mainstream that are starting to tap into some of this right. world of English yeah. design. Um, and I think that people are getting more of an appetite and they're thinking, how can I do that? Where can I find it? How yeah. can I do it for less too? Sure. Cause yeah. a lot of it does come at a more, um, I think bespoke price tag. Definitely. And yeah. well, and I want to talk about that later because I think yeah. there are so many ways not to like, I don't, I also don't want to push a, an angle of I'm a DIY queen. Right. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not it. I think things, I'll do things for myself. Okay. Yes. We'll, yes. we got to get that straight. But yeah. when it yeah. comes to a client, I am handing it over to, um, you know, an expert to create it. And then there will be a price tag involved. But for sure. I mean, looking even at West Elm pricing now, $5,000 for a dresser. Easy. Totally. Like it's not that far out of reach now that these um, more mid-range price points have now become upper. And yeah. I don't even want to talk about what the upper upper is now. It's oh, wild. Completely. Yep. And I think there's so much to be said too for the quality level yes. in those different tiers. Yeah. And those kind of uh, more big box stores, they still come with a high price tag, but they... Yeah. But the quality could be hit or miss. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's dive. Let's go across the pond, shall let's we? Let's do it. Let's, um, you have your notebook. I love I that. Yes. Um, I was just ooing and eyeing oh. at all of your stories. Oh. I've... I have referenced them several times. Oh, that's so nice. Screenshotted them. Because um, not only do you photograph things beautifully, oh, but you. you also, and you curate things well. You have, I think, um, the excitement to, in advance of traveling to a place, you're, peg, you're pinning all your places I that am. you're going, you're plotting it, and mm -hmm. then you're on a mission to it's hit true. all the spots that you want to go to, which I love doing. So it's the best. Yeah. yeah you yeah. did like almost a teeny tiny little travel guide while mm -hmm. you were there. And I love that. I was writing it all down. Mm -hmm just so fun. And then, Aww. you know, leading into the accounts and then yeah. just a whole bunch of like, it just blew my mind the amount of inspiration that you can pull from these travels, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you, Laura. I am. Um, yeah. It's, I do a lot of planning ahead of time, especially for these. So I did two trips to London in the last year or so. Ugh. And, um, what they was, it wasn't on purpose that they were so close together, but it just worked out that way, um, for different reasons. But the, um, I created like Google map. Um, I love it. Uh, it's brilliant. Why not? Oh, you can so do helpful. that. Yes. Yeah. It was so helpful. And it created like a walking guide for myself. <gasps> so, well, so then I could look at the map yeah. each day and say like, okay, I'm going to be in this right. area. Oh, here are the 10 places I wanted to <gasps> go. So I highly recommend that. I made it, I used to just make lists in like on a piece of paper and yeah. then- Then you're backtracking all, all over the yeah, place. Yeah, I learned the technology. So it's much, much better for planning trips. So there's a tip. Yeah, that's a hot tip. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had, had a great time. The trip in December was really like a self-initiated design trip and field trip. Um, but it was, yeah, it was amazing. There was so much, 
so much to see. And I have, yeah, I have lots of neighborhood recommendations and all of that kind of thing. Where did you stay on your chili trip? Yeah. In December, I was really lucky to stay with my good friend, Angela and her family. And so that was so much fun. And so I was in uh, their neighborhood for that. And, and um, yeah, it was so nice to be in a house or like yeah. a, in a, an apartment, but to be in a family's home and, yes. and that kind of experience. Living amongst the people. Exactly. Yeah. Where they, are they? What part uh, of they're the city? kind of um, like south of central London. So oh. still, still in, okay. in the city, but, um, yeah. but uh, just like a maybe half an hour outside of right, right downtown. And so it was great. I got to see an area that um, I hadn't been to before and, uh, yeah, they took me to dinner with their friends and that kind of oh, thing. So it was charming. Just so to nice. their local. Exactly. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, so it was great. And they have little kids and so it was so much fun. Oh, cute. And so that's where I stayed in December. And then when I was there a couple months ago, I we stayed in Covent Garden, which was also nice. Oh, hubbub. Yeah, very, going like, on. very walkable. Yeah, yeah. mostly walked everywhere and it was very yeah, busy and central, but it was a good, good kind of convenient area. And so when you were just there, did you not wrap up the day of the coronation or the day prior to it? We left, I think we flew out on the Thursday and the coronation was Saturday. Wow. So it was, we were there when they were getting everything ready, like the mall leading up to Buckingham Palace. They'd already started to block it all off and there was a lot of pomp going yes, on. <laughs> yes. And had the price tags of the hotel stays skyrocketed at that point? Uh, I, I didn't really know to compare it necessarily, uh-huh. but, um, okay. You were not affected. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. It didn't seem outrageous com- other than the fact that it's always yes. <laughs> expensive. Covent Garden yeah, though is yeah. so fab. Yeah. It was beautiful. Oh. So nice. So we were just down the street. I didn't get to go this time, but I really want to, but the Sir John Soane museum, oh. it's like at one of the house museums where they have converted the home Oh my God, We're into a gallery. Into or, a gallery, yeah, mm. their museum, yep. And so this hotel was just uh, kitty corner to that. And so it was really central and nice for exploring. And this was not a solo trip. No, were, this one, okay. yeah, this one I went with my sister and my mom. <gasps> and yeah, it was oh, so much fun. a girl's trip. A girl's trip, oh, yeah. I love so it was that. quite different than the one in December and it was Oh it was my great. gosh, yeah. how fun. And now yeah. do they also enjoy design? They do, yep. We, um, they... My mom, definitely. She loves design and decorating and things like that. My sister, she, usually they let me go do my, okay. do my thing. Yeah, okay, they're not perfect. as, they don't want to go to quite as many places as I do. Okay. So you don't have yeah. anybody who's, you know, um, slowing you down. No, you can just no. do all of your, yeah. get to all of your place, your spots. Yeah. I took my solo days and went and okay, good. did my thing. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's nothing harder than when you go to a place and you have your list and you're dying to get into those shops oh, and completely. you have someone who's, yeah. you can tell that they're dragging their feet. They're looking at their watch yeah. thing, and you are only just getting started. Yeah. You're like, Oh, you settle in. Yeah. So this is going to be a while. Exactly. Yeah, no, thankfully I was able to just head out on my own. But. So let's get into the list. Yeah. I am okay. dying to let's hear it. and please be detailed. I I'm will. Sure I you will. will. Yep. Yeah, I am. Um, yes. Yeah, so I've broken out my recommendations by um, kind of category. This is so fun. But then also um, I've just outlined some of my, the neighborhoods that I really enjoyed. Of course, this is just scratching the surface of all of this, but hopefully it's helpful. So a few areas that I would say were notable and that I kind of, especially the December trip, really planned things around. Um, I really wanted to go to quite a few showrooms, especially of more... um, 
storied designers. I wanted to see, and then some new ones as well, but one area that I went to that was really great was uh, Pimlico Road. Mm. So that's an area in Pimlico close to Belgravia that is filled with designer showrooms. So this is a very uh, probably, it's not only to the trade, like you can go there if you're regular part of the public, but it's, I would say geared to the trade for sure. And it's a whole street um, that is just filled with design shops, showrooms, antique antique showrooms. And it's incredible. Some of the ones that I really enjoyed are my favorites are sewn. They have a studio there. That's was probably my favorite. Yeah. And it was incredible. Um, they, it's kind of like two townhomes next to each other. Ugh. And so it was just stunning. And was your heart racing? It was actually that yeah. day I had been planning that <gasps> the Pimlico day oh! for, for weeks and months probably. Yeah. Um, so when I, that day was, yeah, it was a real thrill. And, but I had, yeah. So I went to Sewn. They, they kind of set their showroom up in vignettes of like oh a living God. room, a bedroom. So you kind of walk through these different these different rooms. And then on the second side of the townhouse, there is a fabric showroom section. So mm. kind of like a wallpaper section and then a really big, just dedicated fabric showroom. Yes. And yeah, it was beautiful. So I did see that you did take some memos home with you. Yeah. So did you have an account set up or not? I didn't. So oh. it totally, I've learned on that trip and my last one, it yes. totally depends. Yeah. Um, the sewn showroom specifically, they were just, they, you can only order fabric uh, through the trade. So yeah. you do need an account to actually um, order, but right. in terms of taking swatches and things like that, they, they were really helpful. And yeah, I was looking into a few specific um, fabrics, especially um, and wallpapers, but yeah, they were great there. That was probably my favorite one. They were really helpful and lovely to work with. So that was very fun. And um, some of my other favorites, of course, like the Rose Uniac, oh. two showrooms are there. She has her main kind of the really large one that is mostly furniture and antiques. And then she has a fabric specific showroom down the street. Oh my God. And both were beautiful. The The fabric one, I would say it's, it's much smaller, but it's fabric uh, specifically. So that was very fun. Uh, yeah, I, you're making me think right now, as I sit here, I'm thinking <laughs> I've not looked into it and I'm sure we could find this information, but who has done, um, William and Kate's home? Right. I think it's Ben Pentry. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And can you imagine what that we've, I think we've only seen maybe one or two images that are very, <laughs> up close. They're not very, you know, Yeah, we don't get a wide shot of any space. I am dying to see their I know, homes. Me too. When they went to the, um, Frogmore, uh, one of, well, one of the events that happened in the last while, yeah. maybe it was the coronation. They had that kind of behind the scenes reel and they were leaving oh their house God. and I was trying to peek into the foyer because it did look they look beautiful. Anything. Yeah. And we never got to see Frogmore. You'd I think know. that we'd get to see it so after they of. left. We don't get to see any of it. I know, I know. Mm. But yeah, I think it was, I think it's Ben Pentreath, at least from what I have okay, I heard. Have to look into because it. he's done, he's done quite a few like large scale projects yeah. in that realm. Yeah. And I think he did, there's like a purpose built community 
that he worked on with one of the organizations that Charles works with. uh And I think- A charitable cause. uh, Yes, I I guess so. Mm -hmm. And it's been, there's been this community being built since like the 80s. And so Ben Pentreath is, he has an architecture firm, but they also do design decorating. And so they've built this entire, and I think he started when he was a young architect and now his giant firm is heading it all up. But it's a community in somewhere outside of London. Yeah. And it's it's so beautiful. I've Google map, walked around it. It's all brand new, wow. but it, they've purposely built it to feel more classic and the architecture is more- I love that. Um, Could they do that yeah. here? I know, it's uh-huh. so pretty. But yeah, I, I really like Ben Pentreath's work and- he, um, I, the rumors I've heard on mm-hmm. house and garden are that he's the one who's mm. done, done all of the okay. spaces. Yeah. We have to, I want to deep dive into this. Yeah, I'm so curious. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so that was going to be one of my questions then was in advance of your trip, because as we know, we are trade and to be able to go into, well, you can set foot. Okay. You can, anyone <laughs> can walk through the doors of any space, but yes. They will say, do you have an appointment or do you have an account? Who's your account manager? So I thought, especially in these esteemed, you know, shops, uh, studios or uh, showrooms, they may have said to you, hello, Miss Kendra. Uh, Yeah. Do you have an appointment? So you did not. I didn't. And it's funny, like in the, like in Pimlico specifically, I was, I was curious what it would be like. Because I just, I mostly, I wasn't there to do any like, Buying. Buying, yeah. Uh I I really wanted the, uh, I just wanted to see it all. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, they were, everybody was great. You you had to ring a doorbell to go in. Uh So none of it's open, just like a regular store. Mm -hmm. Um, But nope, they didn't need any appointments. And yeah, yeah, I just, you know, took a little browse around and people seemed fine with that. But of course, if you want to do any sourcing or if you wanted to get any more specific, I think then you would, you'd be best off having an appointment and- um, I'm sure an account. I went to the um, Chelsea uh, Chelsea Harbor, which is a design center. And that's mm-hmm. um, a lot. It's basically a large design center with many vendors mm-hmm. within there. So yeah. there are like Schumacher's in there, Colfax okay. and Fowler. Mm-hmm. There's lots of, um, it's like three stories and quite giant. And there you do need accounts everywhere mm-hmm. in order to um, take any swatches and things like that for each individual. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I'm sure you could, maybe there's a mm-hmm. express way to do that. If you live there and you're sourcing from them a lot. Right. But yeah. I mean, there is a level I think of intimidation and organization yeah. and that comes with this and accreditation that you need. Um, for sure. At the very least, if you have a business license, if you have, you know, yeah, totally. it makes me laugh sometimes when they're like, could we see our business card? I know. Business card, website. Website, um, I know. Me Instagram too. handle, you me know. Too. But uh, typically you really only need like a business um, yeah. license. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like uh, I, a lot of the places that I was at in the UK, they are represented by showrooms in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I think as the way I see it is that where you're actually working and sourcing mm-hmm. from is probably the more efficient 
way to go about setting up all your trade accounts right? because it is a lot of work really to apply to all it of is. these um, like administrative. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's admin time. I'm doing it all over again right now yeah, with I my bet. own. Right. So of course. Yeah. I'm having to send in all of my, you know, certification yep. and yep, totally. all of that jazz. And, um, you know, you are then put in touch with your agent or your, you know, your, your rep, rep and yeah. it's a whole thing. Oh yeah. It's a whole thing. It's, you know, yeah. when you really, think of the time you commit to doing all of this stuff. Definitely. And I yeah. think, yeah, it's such a big part of the business that yeah. I don't think is necessarily known about unless mm -mm. you, of course, unless you work in the industry. Mm -mm. Um, but yeah, so I really treated those trips in London as more of an exploration oh going God, and yeah. seeing things in person. So I saw, saw a lot of, um, especially fabrics and things like that in person that now I know places where you can source it from here, which is so nice. And who does sewn here though? Actually sewn is yeah. one that I, that I don't think no, they do. Um, I don't think so. They want to be yeah. extra exclusive. Exactly. Very exclusive. Yeah. I don't know if um, anyone listening is not aware of sewn, but I think any, um, you know, designer who's been around forever as well as the modern day yeah. English designers, I think it's always the touchstone. Um, it seems like it. Yeah. I'll call it like the ivy or yeah, you know the, the climbing fern, one. Yes. The, okay. There we <laughs> yeah. go. The scrolling fern. I think that's what it's called. Oh God, I'm never gonna get tired of that. And I think I no. always will see it in every established designer of England. Yeah, they always always have it. I know. In yeah. one form or the other. It's yeah. It's one a, color iconic. or the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is iconic. <laughs> yeah. So what were some of the um, notable details of that showroom. Mm, yeah. I think one thing they do really well is rattan. Mm. And so I think actually the woman who is the founder of Sewn wrote a book called rattan. Oh my God. And, um, so chic. Yes. Very. And so they have a lot of furniture and lighting. Like there was one big, um, pendant light in the fabric showroom that was like a rattan, like a kind of a scalloped rattan. Oh my God. Uh, like a dome, inverted dome. And, with, I think it had like brass kind of chain. I feel um, like I'm aware of this piece. Yeah, probably. It's uh -huh. pretty, yeah, it's so pretty. And they had one of their, the big uh, size versions in the fabric showroom. And it was, very, it was so beautiful. But then they also, I think what, what I really loved about that showroom is that they, they just went for it. Like yeah. they, in the uh, living room vignette, it was floral sofa, floral wallpaper, everything. Like it was, it um, just like dunked. Yes, in exactly. Pattern but but and somehow, layer. somehow still light. Like sometimes that kind of thing right. I enjoy from a distance, but yeah. I, um, where's that one? I, I loved, loved, I would have taken the whole thing. Did um, you share images of that? I did. Yeah. No, but if I you go to the, remember. if you go to my Instagram, well, to the London, to the right first now. London highlight, I think there's some sound stuff in oh there. Oh my God. Well, I can't help myself. <laughs> I need to look right now to see yeah, if there's really pretty. Okay. The First London. Yes. Okay. I here I'm there. Ones, so it's I'm here at the <laughs> first London trip. Okay. There are many points, so many incredible doors. That's one of that I do want to mention that. That oh. is one of my favorite things to do in London is just walk. Like mm. one day, one day in December, I had, I think, I want to say it was like 36,000 steps yeah. because I just walked can't stop. and I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't yeah. stop. I don't know how you could. No. So many beautiful buildings, doors, <laughs> everything. Every home, yeah. you know, you'll look, okay. I think they talk about the three different stages of design at 
Disney World. And right. I'm going to talk about it from the sense that first of all, there's like, you know, the overarching overall view. And then you have the um, like stand across the street appeal. And then you have the up close. It's like okay. so many, the different layers they try and target. Yeah. And so from these, these are the real deal though, not Disney. Right. <laughs> This is what Disney copies, you know, it's true. but it's true. yeah, like down to, you know, the mossy, uh, covered, um, uh, roof right, for instance, yeah. but it's not only just, you know, the brick, but then you see the Ivy climbing, you see the dental molding and yeah. the knockers and like the trim on the door and the color of the door that they've selected. It's just, it goes on and on and on. It does. And it's so fun because a lot, like there'll be so many row homes that, oh, you know, are the same. Yeah, all different. Really though. architecturally yeah. the same, but then people personalize them, mm-hmm. which is just so fun. And I love yeah, the boldness of some of the colors. Oh, yeah, like I a fuchsia it. and a yeah, yellow and know. a, you know, powder know. blue. Like it's so amazing. I love it. Drinks and nibbles. Is this when you went to we, your girlfriend with your yeah, girlfriend? Yeah, we actually, so we went to this little village called um, Sheer oh. and it's, I believe where the holiday was filmed. Oh my God. So fun fact, but it's in Surrey. So it, it was maybe like 45 minutes or an hour outside of London by car. Mm-hmm. And it was so charming. Like, yeah, it was so pretty. So the we went there and had like a Sunday, Sunday roast. This makes me miss um, Cabbage Town too. Oh, with I all love of Cabbage the, Town. Yeah, yeah, just another little historical nod to yeah. um, Britain. Totally. Oh yep. God, this is so charming. Um, a couple weeks ago, probably three weeks ago, we were at the zoo. Okay. And yep. I saw a hairline and I thought, I know that hairline. And I said, Blair, don't look, but I think that is the hairline of Jude Law. Oh, <gasps> And and sure enough, it was. And he's here filming right now with Nicholas Holt. And I know you know who I'm talking about because you're talking about the holiday. Like (laughs) who doesn't? (laughs) Anyways, I was telling my girlfriend this. She stared at me blankly. What? So I feel seen right now. Oh my gosh. He's one of the great actors of our time and hunks, like (laughs) one of the most gorgeous men of our time. Talented Uh, Mr. Ripley. Hello. That's such a good movie. Oh God. I could watch it it. over and over. It's very, last time I saw it, I thought, oh my God, this is very disturbing. And I've seen it so many times. Oh, but so good. Last time I was like, Ooh, it's very dark. I know. I find that oh, I, I was so good. less sensitive when I was younger. Me or too. And now I'm like, oh, that's very. <laughs> I know. That's I rough. know. But oh. it. Um, mm. I'm just looking at her photos. Oh, yeah, the little pink. But yeah, that movie is so stylized. It's if so you guys stylish, haven't seen it, yeah. you must see it. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow in that film. Oh, oh my I god, know. it's all so good. Matt Damon's so stunning in that <laughs> film too, and the horn rimmed glasses. I know like, it's all so well done. Oh, okay. But well, that's very. That's an exciting celeb yeah, sighting. It is. But when you said the holiday, I thought, yeah, okay, because who has not seen it? Now it's on every Christmas, every day. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so wow. Sheer was very pretty. And in um, that little village, there's a store that opened, I think it had only opened a few months. I could be wrong about that, but I think it was pretty new when I was there. And it's called the Split this Figs. Yep. Yeah. Oh. And I think it's owned by two women and it was so pretty. They had done a really good job. They've curated it so well. I Everything they've sourced and bought for in there is it's awesome. Yeah. I love verdigris. I was just looking oh, yeah. up today, verdigris pieces, oh, you know, yeah. it is the patina though. That's what it's all about. It's yeah. the mix and match of having that aged piece and yeah. then next to something sparkly and new. So you it's have true. that balance. Yeah. The, uh, I think it's Soho house in yes. the UK has a, 
collection. I think it was like a collaboration with, uh, I want to say, oh, I could be, could be wrong, but it was like Liberty maybe. Okay. And they did a, a, like a dinnerware collection. Yes. And there's like a brown and white floral mm. that like verdigris and oh my gosh. So I've charming. been trying to hunt it down on Etsy because it's like a vintage oh. one that they did. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. So pretty. Okay. Well, we'll manifest this. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is so absolutely lovely. I just can't get over it. Okay. So now we're at Straw. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's another neighborhood I was going to mention. So one neighborhood called um, Shoreditch. Yes. Is, Trendy um, East. Yeah. So it was, yeah, more East. I, I will say that most of my time was spent more West, but yeah. Shoreditch was um, a venture East that I took and I loved it. I have... Um, one of our friends who lives in London was a very good tour guide for me. And yeah. we went all around Shoreditch and, but I went to Straw London, which was on my, uh, one of my destinations. I love Gingham so oh, much. It's, it's so pretty in there. And yeah. It's just a tiny storefront and it's on the street. I think it's on the street that they do uh, one of the flower markets. Oh, and not Portobello. No, no that's not no, in Shoreditch. No, but it, um, Oh, it's a really cute. pretty little street with all the storefronts are very, just one story, all really petite and they're all done up differently oh in the exterior. My God. And so straws along there, Columbia flower market. You truly Columbia can't Road. even believe it when you go there because you are thinking, am I in Notting Hill? Is this real life? How do <laughs> right. people really live here? I know. And it just feels like a cinematic experience. Totally. Yeah. Even the more run down, you're thinking, I'm Oliver Twist. Right. I love it. <laughs> well, and I think that it is like the, the history. Yeah, Columbia, you got it, girl. Yeah, Columbia, Columbia Road. Job. Columbia Flower Market. Um, so I think it's closed down on like that street you can't drive along uh, on is it Fridays or Sundays. But anyway, um, I think part of what does that is, I was thinking about this when I was there last time that, there's something about being in the place that is the source yes. for all of the right. other styles that have come from it. Yeah. And that birthed it. Yeah. yeah. And like for better or worse, like yeah. that style of architecture yes. has been, you know, spread yeah. around quite a bit. Yeah. And so it's really interesting to see that original yes. and to just have it, have it, like you're saying, be just the backdrop to regular life. Well, yeah. And just imagine straw was probably, has been around hundreds of years, right. this storefront, storefront yeah. different iterations of life have definitely occurred through it. And yeah. it, what's really cool about it too, is it's amazing that, you know, you said it's very quaint inside. They're really, they, they haven't done that much and yet they've done, they've made such an impact with yeah. the choices that they've made. Yeah, definitely. Some paint, some fabric, a couple of great pieces. Yeah. Lots of, you know, great, beautiful baskets. Like it's the scale of the things that they've used yeah. that are so impactful. Yeah. It was very charming in there. Oh, so cute. Yeah. And in that, I think in that same area, this is a different style, but, um, and not usually necessarily what I gravitate towards, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, the house of Hackney. Oh. And mm -hmm. they now, I, it's also like a massive house in, I think it was in Shoreditch and they've opened pretty recently. And it was like an explosion of pattern and color. And it was incredible. They did it through many, many, like it was a full kind of like mansion townhouse, I would call it. Yeah. And they did an incredible job in there. 
And then there's a few, so in another neighborhood, kind of north of Notting Hill, it's, I, I guess it would be like west of Maida Vale, Maida mm-hmm. Hill kind of area. There are a couple um, showrooms over there that are really good. One of them is Alice Palmer, which was the, um, so what lovely. you were just referencing, Laura. Um, she does lampshades oh, I love them. and cushions and different soft goods. Like she does like tissue box yeah. covers and different things, but there's a lot of pleating and ruffles and it's just, it's very charming. Yeah. She, um, I think she's been around for a few years, but she's definitely made a big splash. And I brought home one of her lampshades, which was a tricky thing to fit yeah. in my bag, but I, I was determined. Did and it come? Does it? Yeah. Okay. This is my question uh-huh. because I've never had one of these guys made. Right. Is it structured under or like, is there any kind of wiring that keeps that shape? Is it just at it's the top like a, or what? It's like a skirt slip cover that you put on okay. the lampshade. So, After, so you can deconstruct it. So it's a regular it. lampshade and then it's like a pleated skirt that you, it has elastic. <laughs> so you like pop it on top and it, so the elastic just keeps it in place. So why was it hard to bring back then? Cause it well, was I could have ditched put the together. In, the internal oh, okay, shade. So you, okay. So they gave that to they you do. though. Yeah. Um, made already. Exactly. It is made. Exactly. Okay. So you, I basically packed the yeah. skirt part yeah. in my suitcase and then the lampshade yeah. um, in the inside. And oh God, you were probably saying your prayers the whole time that was. it wasn't totally dented. Was. But the nice part about those is you really could, yeah, like if they could sell it without the inside right. and you could just pop it on. But, um, but I brought both, both back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, so they do a great job. And then another um, designer whose showroom is in that vicinity is Matilda Goad. Oh, I know. It's so the, the goat. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I know. And it was, it was a really beautiful, also like petite showroom. Yeah. More of a store, I guess, like anyone could, you could certainly go in and it's shoppable. And she has her small like tabletop things, but she has um, all kinds of decor and it was so pretty and the women working there were so sweet. Mm, I love yeah. what she's done with all of her, um, like her scallop trays with yeah. all of her variations of different, um, you know, not lucite, what's the word? Acetate. Like oh, yeah, yeah. products are so cool. I know she does. She does the such color. a good job. So unique. And yeah. they had just released um, knobs and cabinet poles and things like that. How fun. When I was there, like it was a brand new collection. So it was very fun to see in person. And what may I ask, can I guess the price point of the um, lampshade? I just want to oh, get yeah. um, 150 pounds. Yeah. So she does, uh, so Alice Palmer does like an eight inch clip on um, like sconce or uh, table lamp clip on. And then it goes all the way up to, I want to say like a 15, 16 inch. Yeah. And I think the biggest, one of the bigger sizes is about 150 pounds. Okay. Something like that. That's pretty on par though yeah. with how much you're spending on a custom shade here. Yep. I made that one. Oh, I you did? I did. I Whoa. glue gunned it. Good job. I just, you know, <laughs> you can do it too. Oh, I, you know, I've thought about it, but I have one half done in our <laughs> cabinet that does not, would not um, agree with the fact that I could do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just think that if you have um, a light, 
weight enough fabric mm. and you're yeah. willing to just try yeah. and see yeah. what happens. Um, I am sure that yeah. that Maybe could happen again. at the very least. I need <laughs> right. a different base, but try really again. I just thought, well, let me just see. Yeah, no, I think it's fun also. Like it helps you to understand that. Yes. Like for me, it helps me to be like, oh no, I I will pay someone. <laughs> for sure. That. And oh, I, I see why they're paid this yes, amount. exactly. Yeah, because yeah. I yeah. stabbed myself several times with a needle with oh that as I was trying to, you know, give it a little extra security. And yeah. it yeah. is not pleated tightly. So if you are doing a really... Um, you know, taught kind of sure. pleat. Like yeah. you really have to have the skills and the tools to oh, do yeah. that. It's and full time. Yeah. 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 No joke, people. No joke. Okay. Yeah. Where are we now okay. in the city? We're all we've been all we've, over. We've town. jumped around. We've jumped it. around. Yep. Um, okay. So I've I think a couple other places that oh yeah. So and a studio that just opened in I wanna say January is a company called um Fager and Co. Obsessed. Oh, Victoria, mm. that is the owner. Yes. And then the woman who works with her, her name is Lucinda, I believe. Yes. They oh, do Lucinda. such an incredible job. I love so their cool. work. It is so cool. Yeah. And so they opened this shop in, it's, I don't know what the neighborhood would be called, but it's kind of um, west of like Mayfair. It's like north of Hyde Park. And it was a really pretty neighborhood and really charming like area of shops, but- they just opened. It's quite a small store, perfectly done, so beautiful. And they have a cute little patio front and it's definitely worth the walk over yes, there. Yes, right by Hyde Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, Marble Arch Yeah, the closest tube. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I walked a lot, but yeah, you can, of course, they could go faster and go on the tube. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they did a great job. I loved going there. Highly recommend it. Another actual showroom that was like top three experiences, I would say in December was Studio Ashby showroom. Mm. So uh, Sophie that started Studio Ashby, the founder, she, her and the company opened the showroom and it's in this building called the Blue Coat School, which is an old, I think it's from like the 1700s. And it was originally opened as like a school for children. Over time, it was bought by the National Trust, which is like the British Architectural Historical Society, I suppose. And they own a lot of important historical buildings around the UK. And so Yes, that's I'm it. there. Yeah. <laughs> Laura has found the image. It is so incredible. So it is beautiful. so detailed. Yeah. These alcoves and these dental moldings. <laughs> Unreal. Well, and it's such a cool building because it's in, it's very, um, it's in an extremely um, businessy, high okay, rise part of the city. I see. And, okay. Yeah. But it is this tiny, or in comparison to all these brick buildings, little brick buildings building right. that is just so beautiful and so charming. It kind of has its own little courtyard and then it's just a dedicated Studio wow. Ashby building now. Um, so the upstairs is the showroom and also where um, all the designers work. And so Studio Ashby has a line of furniture and now fabric called Sister. And it's kind of an offshoot where they do um, in-house designs and so they show that product in their showroom. So you make an appointment to go there and it 
was so great. They their work is just so beautiful, and you can you see all of it there. Make I did. An yeah, appointment. so that is a place you make an appointment for sure. And how did you know that? Because you did your research in advance, exactly. and you looked at their website, and you saw that you had to make an appointment. Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would say like I would check all of the places you want to go, and mm-hmm. if they're appointment only, especially in the time after COVID, some places yes. do just are appointment only that wouldn't have even been before. So yeah. I think it's worth checking. Yeah. But yeah, they are appointment only. I got the sense when I got there that I could have probably shown up, but I had an appointment and that worked out well. I would like to talk more about this. Yeah. Because I just feel like this particular space is so unique and yeah. so creative and taking the English design and bringing it again back to a very, very modern place. Yeah. And this is how someone who might, you know, be a little bit more trepidatious to do something a little more traditional might find, you know, a little bit of themselves yes. in this. Yes. So Studio Fager, which was what we were just referencing, is yeah. I, I think what I was really drawn to with their work is exactly what you just described. Love like it. it has color and print and and um, architectural character, but it it still feels really fresh and clean to me, which yeah. is kind of this line that I really, I really like and yeah. tends to be what I'm personally drawn to. And so her work, she does a lot of like full, um, like full scope builds, but she also does custom furniture. And that's a lot of what you can see in yeah. her showroom. And actually they, they opened an online store a couple of days after I had been there, I'm pretty sure. So it's only a few months old. And so you can shop a lot of their product online now too. But um, yeah, I think you're right. Like Victoria's style and her, the studio style is this really fun line where it has playful elements yeah. and it's has quirky design features and, and takes really, really takes in the character of these historical yeah. buildings. There's fun tile and lots of color, but to me it's done in a way that it's still just this, just the right amount of paired back that it yes. feels- not yeah, too juvenile. Feels, yeah, it's just so, yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> it's like an elevated, um, more youthful approach to English design. Yeah. But yeah, without feeling like childlike. Yeah, not at all. Yep. But it is does have a playfulness and a sense of humor for yeah. sure. Yep. Definitely yep. a lot cheekier. Right now I feel, <laughs> I'm just thinking of us, we're, we just love this stuff so much. Like I could talk so about much. it for, I'm think, feeling like we're on antique, antiques roadshow or something totally. like the tone of our, like, um, yeah. what is it? Public radio right, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah it's, it's niche. Yeah, yeah. I just love it though. I've been so inspired by Me this too. company. It's just incredible what they do. And I know. again, it's something that we've seen a million times and yet it feels so fresh. And oh, you ask yourself, yeah. why, how are they able to strike such a chord of new? Um, but I think that's, you know, yeah. such a, a yeah. testament. Yeah, her use of an, patterns yeah. is really good. And I think um, the the palettes that, that they use yes. are very, like there's color, but it's always kind of muddier palettes yeah. and it's not um, like things sit back well. It doesn't feel, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't feel overwhelming to me. Yeah. I love that balance. And yet there is so much color as yeah, you say. Exactly. So it's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, I just love it. Yeah. And she actually, Victoria has yeah. an Airbnb in <gasps> the Cotswolds, oh, which is my very God. high. Yeah. Very How high on I my travel that? list. Is this, the, does it have its own account? I'm sure it does. Uh, you know, I don't know, but it has Cable. a house and garden 
tour. Will you send that to me? I will send me? it to you. Yeah, we could oh put it in the... Oh my God. If there's notes, we could put it in there. Yeah. But yes, she, I think she created it, renovated it and everything. It's this tiny little cotton. It's extremely wow. charming. Yeah, in I'm the Cotswolds. I'm writing that down. And yeah, it's very high on my travel list. Wow. That is yeah. so fabulous. Mm-hmm. Okay, where where are we okay. going next? I feel like we, we've done a pretty good tour of some of my favorites. Oh, okay. Also a few places in terms of fabric for those who are interested as yes. interested as we are yes. in the fabric world. Um, so I liked in London when I was there in December, I was interested in a few places that were more just like standard fabric stores rather yeah. than, you know, they weren't to the trade at all. They're just, right. just regular. And one that I went to that I really enjoyed was um, Cloth Shop London. And oh that, my God. Yeah, it was, re- that one's in in Notting Hill, kind of um, the, I guess the Northern part of it. And they were great. It was such a fun place to source from. I bought some like remnant of a floral that they, I don't think they have it in stock anymore, but it's like a black and white floral. I'm very excited to do something with that. Yeah. And um, what was the pricing like there? So more reasonable. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah quite quite reasonable, um, relatively speaking. That one, yes. I also, they have like a fun remnant section, which oh, I bought from that. And so fun. I just love that when I'm traveling. Yes. Cause then you're getting this thing that might, you know, be discontinued or it feels yeah. really unique, reminds you of that, that trip. And I just, I love that kind of like souvenir, I guess. Yeah. And then that you, you can, can make then it create into something. something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's really fun. So I went there and then another fabric store in London that I've ordered from, they might be either they were out of my kind of range of where to go, but um, I didn't go there in person, but I've ordered from there online and they're called Cloth House mm-hmm. London. So um, that's where I've ordered some fabric from, uh, from Canada and they're really easy to order from online. What um, are their duties like? Do you have to pay duties uh, on top? I did, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't too bad. I think okay. for, I ordered a few meters and, and yeah, all in with duties and shipping and everything. It was wasn't really any different than the U.S. Okay. Yeah. So not, not bad. bad. Not yeah. bad. And then another showroom that I went to just in my recent trip was Penny Morrison. Oh my uh, God. It was so great. So great. Yeah. And so like I'd seen her work, um, of course, online, everything in North America, but I hadn't seen it in person yet. And so it was stunning. Yeah. And she has some prints that are quite popular, but it was so nice to see the range in general. And then she carries it was like a proper showroom. Like she carries many different designers. So it was really fun place to check out and uh, really just like tucked on this little street, just beautifully done. And then they had tableware and things like that in the basement lighting. So yeah, that was a fun one, but great place if you want to check out more fabric. And um, then some other places that I also, in terms of like food yes. and experiences. Very critical. Just change the focus, but um, also really fun. One of the places that I really loved that I went to in December and then again last time yeah. was it's called The Surprise in <gasps> Chelsea. Oh. And so it was one of the reasons I really loved it is it because it feels like a little pub kind of like corner restaurant, but it was designed by just recently redesigned by a designer named I- Isabella Worsley. And so she did the whole interior and it's just so pretty, very like classic English, kind of like feels like a bit of a country house in the city and it's just so well done. What a fun project. Yeah, I know. Hey. Yeah. And it's on this really sweet little street um, 
obviously an incredibly beautiful part of the city. Yeah. But we went there for dinner and drinks in December and then we went for Sunday roast Ugh, just now. And I love Sunday both, roast. Yeah, highly recommended both. And it's one of those places where even though it's so beautiful in a really nice neighborhood, it was so unpretentious, which I think is like, it's so hard to find that yeah. mixture where it's extremely well done and the people working there, are, they were just so friendly, so sweet. Um, so yeah, it was a great combination. And um, that was a very fun one. And then- Another place that we went to, which I, I think is a chain, but I hadn't been to before, it's called the Ivy. Uh-huh. And we went to the Chelsea location and it was great too. We did like a fun dinner there. What did you order? Do you remember? Um, I ordered, I think I ordered like a, something really classic, like maybe like a shepherd's pie, something oh. like that. Oh my God. Yeah. On oh, So we have kind of a little bit of an English day on our hands <laughs> it's here. It's a drizzly day. Yeah, very drizzly. And yeah. so tonight I'm actually going to make spaghetti because oh, I, nice. and I never do. I just felt like I needed something cozy. But yeah. now that you say shepherd's pie, it's like that comfort cozy yeah. food. So good. Oh, yeah, I, no, love I love that. I love food like that. <laughs> oh, I've had like a big, um, I don't know, a big interest in that again, like the classic foods of my childhood that yeah. my grandparents would make. Yeah. Comfort. And, comfort yeah. Food. It's been yeah. a while though, since I've had that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yum. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was, it was great. really good. But yeah, those are some of my favorite spots and recommendations. I just wanted to note that. Um, so in, in um, Toronto, we have Memo Showroom, which is so great. And it carries so many of the, you know, beautiful um, textile. Yeah, uh, I think she, I think they carry Penny they Morrison. They do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. But to be able to actually step into the, you know, the universe of Penny Morrison um, versus going into a collective showroom, which is so great and so handy to have access to. But when you say that, I'm thinking you get to go and you get to be, you know, in the actual mind of the designer versus, you know, how someone else has tried to curate many different collections and for many to view. It is so, that is what's so unique about traveling to places like, you know, New York and London and, um, Paris that actually are the ones that are the creators of these designers who can, you can step into their world. Yeah, definitely. I think that is such a fun part. Like you can see the full expression of their vision, which is very fun. Because sometimes we do only get to see what the buyer has selected. And so you only see a capsule of it and you don't get to see the full range. Like you said. Yeah. Does anyone in Calgary do a Sunday roast? Oh, good question. Yeah, like you know a good might? Sunday roast. <laughs> good, good question. The only Sunday roast. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. That feels questionable. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> feels like it might be hard to find, but there is one place in. I've never gone there. I've gone there always, like for drinks in yes. the evening. But it's I, I don't know the name, but it's in Kensington, and it's this, oh, it's this old, it's a cute area. Yeah, and the building like that is it red burgundy? In, I don't know. I, yeah, I. I don't know if I've ever known the name, but it is, it's like a block, kind of like a block in from whatever, is that Center Street? Yeah, like is it through. the only place there? Like it's yeah, the only- it's like a really cute house, little old- Dead end street. Yeah, exactly, before you go into street. the residential part. Yes. Yeah, like where there's those gates. I've also always wondered what's happening there. It's really good. We went there oh, just like been? for- Yeah, we just went for drinks. Okay, like we've yeah. never done, uh, I think we had food actually, but it was- We've never done like daytime food, Oh, but yeah, it was, it's really cozy. It doesn't seem like it's 
in Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> but it, um, fireplace, very cozy. Yeah. Oh, so they, that's who I would guess if I was to guess someone. Otherwise like Concord group or whoever's right. running the show here needs to get on top of that. You know, yeah. the big library walls and the little court, totally cozy nooks yeah, and everything. I know. I've gone to some places, well, in any city, but yeah. where you sit there and you're like, oh, if they, if they added this, this and this, it would be so cozy. I would come every week. Yeah. <laughs> But they didn't. There's a great one in Toronto. I don't know if you ever would go to the Oxley. Oh, it sounds familiar. It what neighborhood is it in? In, um, oh my God. Hello, Yorkville. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't think so, but yes. it sounds familiar. It was so, so charming. Yeah. You know, beautiful oh. um, marble mantle with the hunt scenes and the color oh, yeah. was a beautiful pharaoh and ball, like oh, breakfast um, room green and yeah. the paneling like oh, they, but it was fun. also very modern and cool. And they did a great Sunday roast. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well and, that's what we'll have to hunt for then. Yeah, we yeah. will. Or perhaps, you know, create it sure. somehow. Right. Yeah. Put these ideas put, in action. Yeah. Put them out yeah. there into the Walk universe. Talk. Yeah. Um, there's something that I was going to, what was I going to ask you? Oh yeah. Are you a, um, are you a light packer for a trip like this? I am. Yes. I'm a very, I I hate checking a bag. I know, especially like now. A, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Like the idea of the bag being lost or these like stories you hear, I just- A nightmare. A nightmare, yeah. So I try really, <laughs> really hard yeah. to do a carry-on. And that's what I did for both of these trips. I was like, just the idea of it, the luggage being lost was too much to me. And so, yeah, I did carry on and I just kind of sacrifice. Like yeah. I wear, I basically, I get to bring like two pairs of shoes. Yeah. One. And then I wear my, of course I wear my heaviest things yes. on the plane. Yes. Um, and then I try to save as much room as I can for all of these things I know I'm going to bring back. And yeah. then if I have to like, you know, if you have to mail and things you can, but yeah. so far I've just done really questionably sized personal items yes. that barely fit under the seat. Yeah, I'll yeah. do like, do are you very calculated though with the wardrobe? Are you Extremely. like economizing like, okay, a trench, a striped shirt, a basic, right. like a black shirt or a white tee, yeah. a jean, yeah. a trouser, a boot and a flat totally. like, to yeah. somehow go day to night. Yes, very strict. <laughs> yeah. Plus also I found like in December, I brought a, like a uh, long pea coat mm -hmm. and it was, December. So really you didn't, oh, you've basically just saw the, the coat the whole time. Right. So that I would say saved me some space. Cause I knew I would have to repeat that quite a bit. Right. Um, but yeah, I definitely had to be very strict, but I had my priorities. So I knew what I wanted to bring back. Yeah. That was the only, the, the hardest thing is not having, you know, not being able to take it all home. I know. It is just so, so good. It's so hard. Like I brought a painting back yes, from London this I last saw. time. And I, I brought it in my like personal item that goes under the seat. And that was, that was stressful because I didn't want it to get, obviously I didn't want it to get damaged, yes. but it was also just to fit. And so the leading up to boarding the plane, I was like, <laughs> oh, is this, is this going to fit? But thankfully it did. Will you frame it or will you leave it as is? It's funny. I really love it as is because you can kind of see where the paint like bleeds over the edges and you can see the staples and it's quite old, but I think we will probably do like a floating little frame for it. Oh, I love it. Um, what trends did you notice? I know we've talked about some mm. of them. Yeah, it's funny. I, uh, I feel like, 
And I know that the word UK, trend can be a little dirty. Well, and but I, I feel like the UK, and this could just be an outsider's perspective. Yeah. I don't feel like they have them in the same way. I know. Like, I think that there is, and I follow some British designers like Sophie Ashby and I listen to a lot of podcasts that they are on. Yeah. And I, and I, so I've heard her talk about this and I feel like there is more of a, uh, pers- uh resistance yeah. to trends. Yeah. Me again, an outsider's perspective where it seems like some of the things that become trends here yes. have just been done there for a long time. Yeah. And they I just balance it so well with, yeah. I think maybe, okay, now that you're saying this and I totally agree. And the word trend is a tricky one. I think, especially when you're not trying to sound like someone sure. who's just like, you know, impulsively following Right. And so I think though their architecture is so traditional and yes. it has so much layering and detail and um, even in a lower end flat, you'll find like a beautiful, and this is not all, but you know, a beautiful fireplace mantle or you'll find sure. a great, um, you know, the flooring is original or the moldings on the the trim around the room. And, you, and so when you pair it with some of these more modern things, it just never feels trendy. It's true. And yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. And I, I think that there are, I'm sure there are ebbs and flows of what is popular there, yeah. just like anywhere. Yeah. But I think that they do such a good job of, like, I think people have an identity yeah. or something with design. And I, what I have heard from designers that live and work there is that people, people don't hire decorators necessarily like they do here, which I wouldn't have guessed really. I think that people there, maybe there's a confidence that in their own taste and a willingness to do that hunting and, right. and the search and everything. And I don't know if that comes from that kind of history. Maybe because they're so exposed to yeah, it that like they just so much know. More. Yeah. yeah. They're used to rolling up their sleeves and right. digging through yeah. and they're passed down these incredible heirlooms. Right. Yeah. Because they just have them from generation to generation. Whereas we like, I think our generation is at the stage where, well, and I was lucky to be passed down many, many an heirloom, but I think depending on like, we have younger generational, you know, hand-me-downs. Yeah. Which is, they haven't been here as long. Yeah. No. So, you know, unless someone is bringing them over on a ship, we don't have them. Yeah. So it's different. You'd have to, um, you know, curate it and find it yourself. Totally. Well, and I, I remember when I was at the Alice Palmer um, showroom. <laughs> we have a visitor. Hugh. Hi, Hugh. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. When we were at the, when I was at the Alice Palmer showroom, there was a woman in there and yeah. she was there to buy a lampshade and she had brought in the base that she wanted to pair it with. And she wasn't a designer. She was talking about like her own kitchen renovation that she was working on. And I just noticed as she was browsing and I was browsing, she had a confidence and she knew what she wanted. She really was looking for something specific. Mm. And I think that there, that's an interesting like consumer. Right. That might be a, might be a bit of a difference. Like I think of course that's such a generalization, but it was just interesting to see someone who didn't, didn't work in the trade, but clearly was very passionate about it. They would be, I guess, a design enthusiast. Yeah. And 
yeah, it was just cool to see like she had a, she had a real vision for what mm, she was doing. Yeah. yeah. I have like, I have so many thoughts about it. Like, um, you'd have to wonder like what her exposure level was to it before. How yeah. did she grow? What was her, yeah. her situation growing up? Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. or it, do we put those things more on a pedestal here and I, they don't uh, yeah. like in a different that, kind of way? That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe people when it's been around, yeah, like exactly. there's a history of it. Maybe people feel they're more just confident to and they're, it. they feel like they, they can do that too. Sure. Yeah. So it's interesting. That is interesting. And how would you, how would you, for someone who is looking to implement this into their world and they, you know, are not necessarily willing to put a lot of, you know, they're not, <laughs> they, they are trying to be more conscious of their budget. How could right. they, how could they bring it into their homes? Well, I think that's part of what's kind of appealing about it is that I think it, there is no like one size fits right. all within a design style that is more layered and has a lot of character. I think what is appealing about these, like what we call, you know, English design, which yeah. of course can, can look like lots of different things. I think that part of what's appealing to it, especially when we look from a North American lens is that it comes with a lot of layers yes. and like personality. People aren't just going to one store and buying, you know, a whole showroom worth no. of things. They're not filling their house from one brand. I think a lot of it, you know, is passed down like you're saying. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it feel more layered and cozy and, and quite charming. And so I think that's a good place to start. Like, whether it's sourcing, you know, even on Facebook marketplace. Yes. I think it's, it's about figuring out what you like. And I think that maybe that's also that confidence that we were mentioning. Like yeah. when people know what they're trying to do and they're willing to experiment and see what yeah. is appealing to them. I think also like in terms of key elements of what actually makes it feel like that, I think a bit of print or pattern, yes. you know, a little bit of color that you really like. Like, I think there is an element in this kind of design style where it's not one thing. No. It's more like, what are you drawn to and yes. what what um, feels like home for you? So that might look like looking at what did your parents' house look like? What did yes. your grandparents' house look like? What are some of those elements that really feel, feel like homey to you? Yeah. And I think that's, to me, that's what's unique about those design styles is that it's not just one thing. Like it's not one silhouette or one, no. one time period, even it's such a amalgamation. And I think it's just as simple as what you said about the row homes. When you look at them and there's, you know, 20 in a row, mm -hmm. they all have the same frame. They all have the same brick, but all of them have a different door trim, a different yeah. door color, a different hardware. And it's, you know, individualizing you can take 50 British rooms and each one yeah. maybe has, you know, nods to one another and similarities sure. that are carried out because of the time period it was built in, but mm -hmm. they're all different and they're yeah. all unique and interesting to have their own identity. And that's, what's so cool about it. Definitely. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I think I've heard British designers, I think it was Sophie Ashby talk about just the, the architecture in the UK and in Europe is different. And she started to yeah. like then North America, she started to work more in the US and 
the scale of things are different. Yeah. Um, I was also listening to, I think it was business of home and they were talking about restoration hardware moving to the UK oh. and how it, they like, it's just so different. Right. Like the scale of we homes can't are get so different. anything in the door. Exactly. Like that's their way is not going to wow. fit that sofa. Um, yeah. So it's, I think it's interesting just to think about the difference of the yeah. way the architecture and the, uh, influences scale influences even. Yeah, yeah exactly so yeah fascinating it's, it's very interesting but yeah Kendra I could talk with you all day can yes. you um, tell people how they find you yes definitely so you can find me on my website which is kendramurphy.co or you can find me on Instagram at Kendra Murphy Interiors. And yeah, that's that's where I am. Amazing. Now, before mm. Hugh breaks the door down, <laughs> we will say goodbye to yes. you. And I'd love to have you back. Oh, yes. Again, we can we can talk to you. We can talk forever, yeah. Okay, thank you <laughs> well, so much. Well, thank you, much. Laura. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Bye.